There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Mm. I suspect a lot of this things. One. This, this one. one. This, this one. This one. And by this one, of course, I'm referencing the episode. This one. Well, I'm suspecting a lot of things because I'm very suspicious in my sort of state of being right now after watching such shows as The Undoing. Oh. And it's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. And The Real Housewives of Potomac, where I'm suspicious oh. of people's intentions, of old wounds being sort of torn open, the sutures being ripped, ripped out. Speaking of sutures, you know what else has some just weird drama going on is Grey's Anatomy. And oh. that's why I'm so happy <gasps> to... And we're not going to bring him in yet because we haven't had nearly enough time together. He's giving us the scoop on some things that I can't really believe. I actually have to say, I, this this just came through from the panel. Remember the panel from a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it's Megan, Megan McCain, McCain and Abby, and Abby Huntsman. Huntsman. So they sort of are our panel. Everything that, that gets happened on the pod gets run through them, etc. But they just came through with this new title that our guest has. Grey's Anatomy Special Correspondent. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. This is huge. This is so huge, huge that he's here. Um, but we're not talking to him yet. We have to catch up with each other. We have to catch up with each other. I'm not watching a single show where I'm not suspicious of people's true motives. You know, 
I don't know if it's the seasonal thing. I don't know if it's because second lockdown is upon us. Or and, both. Or both. But yeah, very suspicious. Yeah. I, I really, there's not much to catch up on. You and I have checked in a lot over the last few days. I'm just excited to bring in our guest. But unless you, are there any items that you want to God, you bring are up? so rude. You're so fucking I'm sorry. rude. I'm, I'm so I suspicious of you. No, I'm really suspicious of you. Because you have blown through this intro. You're so excited to not talk to me. Because I, I guess we've spoken enough. So suspicious. That's not... It's so suspicious. You're not cathartic today. Everyone, okay, so our guest doesn't know this. I'm sorry, I, you know what? I don't mean to, like, cater to the guest too much, but the ge- our, our guest has not been in the podcast space for a long time, so there's been some new sort of fun little inside jokes that are on the pod now. We, we say the word cathartic when we want to say iconic. I, I feel like you and I don't have to perform the friendship when, when, the, mi- when the mics record, you know what I'm saying? We are friends yeah. offline. Yeah, I just want you to ask me how I am. How are you? Good. Let's bring in the guest. Anyway, this guest is a celebrated icon of guesting on Lost Culturistas. <laughs> he, he famously um, was... <laughs> he was our first ever Lost episode. Do you remember that yeah. one? Remember, remember when we recorded a full-ass episode? Uh, yes, we did. And we lost it, and then we, we were forced to have him back. Thank God he was cathartic when he came back, because so he's sort of... Um, earned his place as the icon, the first ever Lost Culturistas Icon Award winner, which we haven't given one out in a while. The, the only recipients of the award are Pat, are our guest, are Rachel Pegram, I Annie believe Donley. Annie Donnelly, mm-hmm. and I think there's one more. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not ready to say. But those are the three. Those are the three. <laughs> those are really the three. <laughs> the three. And our guest has sort of, you know, become... A cultural icon, I, I think I many would, say, would so. say. Yes. You know you know them from the Seek Treatment podcast. You know them from their celebrated work in film and television. The projects are upcoming. Oh my god. I uh, <laughs> um <laughs> he's making me laugh already. He once had he had a cousin whose vest was featured on an episode of Scream Queens, the Ryan Murphy show. He uh, once else? had a, a Swedish woman tell him that you would do well in Europe sexually. <laughs> yes. And one time, um, someone someone went up to Colin Quinn. His aunt went up to his, Colin his Quinn. Mom's on, his mom's friend went up to Colin <laughs> Quinn on a beach and told him that he did comedy. So the, these are all his his credits. Oh, and the last one, the last one, we have to mention all of them. The last <laughs> yeah. one is he was famously blacklisted from my show live on Broadway. <laughs> yes, yes. It was famous drama. Honestly, I wish the Housewives cameras had been rolling on that one. Oh that would have been quite the episode slash uh, reunion um, opportunity. What would you be wearing? What would you be wearing at that at that year's reunion? What would I have been wearing at that year's reunion? Yeah, Probably. think back. This is 20, 2016, 2015. Yeah. So I was sort of at that time doing like uh, way too much product in my hair, slick to Me the too. side moment. And Bowen, you always, you actually, for many years throughout your two O's, 20s, had too much hair. I had a lot of hair. I, I thought, you know, the, the tall pomp was the thing. And in many ways, it was. Yeah, but I, I think that you've settled into your haircut. My haircut, which was dictated by my glasses, my two half moons, where it just did not look good with the long hair. Yeah, I wanted to centralize it. I, I wanted to draw the eye to the glasses. And if I'm giving too much height on my hair, then like the center, sort of the center of whatever vision is off. So had to right. lower the hair, had to, had, to, had to sort of pare down the hair. And yeah. then just, just to make sure that the glasses were sort of the, uh, had the marquee role. And then you have sort of me, no glasses in sight, and that's why I can have the height. Yeah. And that's rhyming on purpose, 
Sort of on purpose. Sort of. And sort you know what they purpose. say? You, you know what they say? When they go low, talking about you with your hair, we go high. Talking about me with my hair. They do say that. I am so excited for for our guest. We texted him to see if he wanted to, to do the show. He said, the time is coming. The time is now. <laughs> the time is come. The time is now. Now more than ever, we need our guest. And also, really, everyone's been sort of demanding that the guest return. He's been in the conversation. And we've we've also just independently said on this show in recent episodes, which our guest does not listen to. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't listen. We've brought him up many times. We go, God, we miss Pat so much. Isn't he the funniest? Mm-hmm. And we love him so much. Everyone, please welcome. Would you have just something else to say? No, I'll say it to her face. Okay, say it to her face. Please welcome <laughs> Pat, Pat Regan. Regan. Oh my God. Uh, you guys, uh, I just want to say all to listeners, you know me for my upcoming projects and I'm so glad. <laughs> 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 you, you may have seen me. I my forgot. Up- <laughs> you I may forgot. have seen me. You guys may have seen me in my upcoming projects. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of the Paul Machia show. Is it Hacks? Um, it's, um, actually, I, I think it doesn't have a name right now. Okay, well, there, let's just say there's a show out there. It doesn't have a name. Am I not allowed to say? I actually have no idea what I'm allowed to about that. Um, but I will say, <laughs> you know, I will say this, is I think I, I did write on a show that I do think will be very, very good and funny, and everyone should run, not walk to watch Gotta it. tell you, I, I read the pilot, and I thought it was absolutely excellent. It was, you know what, I helped a friend, I always told this story to the showrunners, because I really thought it spoke to kind of an authentic appreciation I had for the show, mm-hmm. is before I was attached to the project, actually, of course. I was helping a dear friend uh, self-tape for a role, and you know you mm-hmm. get these sides in this business. I, I, yeah. Now this is, actually, uh, yeah. I'm going to take The entertainment a, business. I'm going to take everyone on, okay, Masterclass, the my masterclass is the entertainment business. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. So what's the what's the, what's the, so that okay? So now that we know, what's the first line of your commercial? Your big commercial for it? Oh my God! Oh, now you're making and it's me- a it's a tight close. It's a tight single on the on you. Just think about that in like in like a, in like a WeWork. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's waving his I, hands at me, gesticulating at me aggressively. <laughs> you wanted to bring him okay, in. Sorry. What's your first line? What's your first line? <laughs> I've made my career in my entertainment. <laughs> I've, I've made my career in the entertainment business, and it's a business that you can do. <laughs> oh wow! Oh I am on board. Take my money, bitch! Oh my god! No, oh, wow! I, you, yeah, now you wouldn't think this, but I have a year subscription to MasterClass. Do and you? I, you wouldn't think. Yeah, I just, have you um, taken one? For some reason, I see you, even though even though you're not necessarily a vocalist, I see you taking Christina Aguilera's MasterClass. I, no, you know what? I didn't. I didn't. But you know, what? I did. I did actually say it to my uh, my sexual partner this afternoon. I, uh, I brought your same up, sex sexual partner. Sexual partner. Yeah. My same sex partner. I we, <laughs> we I, I brought up Brittany and Christina, and you know what? I, I had the most intelligent thought about them. I said, oh. you know, it's so funny that they got um, compared so much because they truly are so yeah. different. Say that. And, this say, that. That. <laughs> say that. Say that. And you know where it stems from, actually? Go is, on, uh, Queens. Tell us. It comes from a Darth of pop stars in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just our two female pop stars, so everyone's like, wow, they're just alike. But it's like, if they were here today, it would literally be like comparing Billie Eilish to Dua Lipa, which you wouldn't You wouldn't, you do. wouldn't do it. You're you wouldn't right. do it. But if they well, were the only two, then you might. Okay, Bowen, are you feeling are you feeling the same way that I am? Read the erasure of Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore. I I I know, I know, but you can't lie that um they were the <laughs> two <laughs> I'm actually gonna 
You can't lie. Okay, but you can't lie. You can't lie. They were the two. I want to. I want to pitch this as a rule of culture. When it comes to Brittany and Christina, you can't lie. That's accepted. That's rule of culture number number sixteen. When it comes to Brittany and Christina, you can't lie. That they were the two. They really were. You're right. You're so right. But wait, can can is it is it a truth that you can't lie about that Mandy and Jessica would make up the four? They oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely they would be the four. But but the fact no, because Jessica and Mandy have both ventured outside of music very successfully. Because because they were not shackled to this um, I don't know, the deification of pop stars in the way that we did in the 90s and early Say on. that. Say that. Say that. <laughs> I actually think they did benefit from not being the two because yes. they could go on to be on NBC. They could go on to um, write a book. Um, yes, an open make book. Make shoes, sell they shoes. Could go on, yes, they could go and sell shoes. Uh, so it shall choose first and foremost. You know what I love to say about Jessica Simpson? And my mother told me this. My mother, who's famously a hairdresser on Long it's Island. It's about the extensions, isn't it? Said that Jessica say? Simpson has the best hair extensions in the biz. You know who has the worst hair extensions in the biz? You, the authority, should tell us now. No, actually, this is Angelo, I think, has like observed this. but And I, who's Angelo? He's my same-sex partner. Same-sex sexual partner. Sexual, oh, partner. And sexual partner. And domestic, depending on my mood. And... Um, <laughs> And I've always known it. And then when he said it, I was like, yes, that's true. It's G- I, don't, I don't think you girls watch this franchise, but Gina from OC has just always had these extensions that, like, are comical. They're, com- mm. they're Comic-Con, these, these extensions. <laughs> these are well, Comic-Con. Comic-Con. They belong on a damn they're booth. Just, they, they, you know when you can tell, like, the hair is going at a certain angle, and then, like, the extensions, like... They, there's like, a break, shift. They there's break a the shift. angle. There's like always <laughs> such a shift with her, and um, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> so, well, she needs it's to get hard. her. She needs her hairdresser needs to get her shit together. But wait, or or his? It could be gay man. That's true. Yeah, or, many yes. stylists are. Or hers, but lesbian woman. Or his, but gay straight man. Or yeah. theirs. Anyone can be a hairdresser. It's actually rule culture number ninety nine. Anyone, Anyone can be, can a, be hairdresser. a hairdresser. Look to your left, look to your right. They're both hairdressers. <laughs> Wait, what were we going to say? What were we talking about Like before we talked about Brittany and Christina? Um, was it The Undoing? No. Oh, was no, no. It, it was the Masterclass. It was the Masterclass. Yeah, Masterclass. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, and I was going back to this point about the entertainment business, which would be my Masterclass. Yeah, Which right. is, um, oh, oh, and this goes actually all the way back to my upcoming project. <laughs> so for you young girls out there who are trying to break into the entertainment business what you need to know is that sometimes you do these things called sides which are a little part of a script that you read to try to get a role in tv and film Mm -hmm. or even a play do do plays have sides i think that they they we have to i'll ask the panel (laughs) okay and um so I was helping a friend do a self-tape for this show that I was not attached to yet. And I said, you get these sides. Yes. And oh my it, God. Is there anything more galvanizing than getting sides in this town where every side you get is like, well, this got made. So truly anything can happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. You read yeah. some, you read some bad sides. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but then I read these sides with this friend and I was like, oh my God, these are the first good sides I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up writing on that show. So it was very rewarding. I was like, oh my God, I'm writing on the one show that's, that I actually read it and I was like, this is so good. And the one ever good show. You got to, you got to write on the one ever good show. show. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so exciting. It wasn't mean of me to say some sides are bad, was it? No, not at all. Not at all. It would be mean of you not to say that. Because then these writers keep writing out there and they think they don't have any work to do. Well, guess what? We've read every side and you all have work to do. You all have work to do except for the the show that that I wrote on. Who does not have work to do. Because does not have work to do. Wait, and and what was the story? Oh, the story that you tell the showrunners is that you loved the sides. That's the story, beginning, middle, end. Yeah, I never knew the name of the show. I always thought of it as that funny show, and then I <laughs> when I and then I wrote on. I was like, "What show is this?" And I was like, "I've read this somewhere." When I was, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "It was, was, it was that funny show." Yeah, it was that one funny show that I liked. <laughs> well, I mean, that's we look forward to that upcoming project. Whether yes. or not we can even say what the name of it is, we may have to bleep it out, and the readers will be just left in the absolute dark. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we've said it yet. We, I, I, I don't think it exists yet. We, I don't think it has a name yet. I can come out as having said it. No, but the name that you said is not the actual name anymore. I know, and I'll. I'll I'll be accountable and responsible for that moving forward. Yes. I have asked, I, I have gotten word back from the panel about whether or not the sides, you call them sides, if they're from plays, and they both have their arms crossed and are looking at me and said, of course they're called sides. Oh my God. So sorry, that's, sorry, I, I, I'll deal with them later, but they're really upset. You guys also said something that interested me um, while I was- An honor. Well, while, my, while I was had a Hannibal Lecter mask on and with my mouth was chained shut during the intro, that you guys a new me... feature, a new feature of <laughs> the pod. Feature. We have to chain our guests by the face before you they guys can actually speak. had. Um, you guys actually had it delivered to my house that um, can't the Hannibal Lecter, and you made the person who delivered it come inside and expose themselves to COVID, to potential COVID. That's because um, that's that's how iHeartRadio <laughs> does it. We're a corp- we're a corporate entity we now. Have so resources. now we, yeah, we have resources. Yeah, we have resources. He said Matt Bowen and the team at iHeartRadio says I have to come in and do uh, prolonged exposure, and I said, "Oh my God, that feels so at risk." But come on in, girl. That and- feels so at risk. <laughs> at risk, but come on in, girl. That's what I, I say to all my kidding. lovers. <laughs> oh my God, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I do want to hear about your sexual um, trust you had recently, Bo and Yang. With I don't whom? know about this. When I was, when I was off the thread. I did, a, a, what does a tryst mean to you? I It means, okay, you forced my hand. Fully penetrative <laughs> anal sex. Okay. At this point. That's what it means. I just want to, I just want to like put a time to this. This was a couple months ago. I guess it was when I was off the thread for a bit. And then Pat I came will, back. Pat, so we have a thread and Pat will sort of leave it sometimes and need to be yes. walked back to the couch by usually Joel. <laughs> yes. Joel I, is Mandy Cohen. Sometimes I take my microphone off. I say I'm leaving. I don't want to be associated which with is, this. Which we should also say is played out. I say you're trash. I say you're trash. I take my microphone off. I leave the thread for weeks at a time. And of course, me, who identifies as a cast member of Real Housewives of Dallas, takes trash very seriously. And (laughs) we'll let let that really hurt my feelings. I actually got that, where she was coming from with that. Yeah. Brandy. Mm. Ms. Brandy from Dallas doesn't like being called trash because she grew up trash. (laughs) Oh. I get that. Sorry. I get that. I got that. But wait, back to the important thing at hand, which is Bowen. I don't know what the tryst is. I really, everything, everything has been flattened wow. in terms of my, my sexual memory. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that alarming? That is, oh my God. I'm, I'm quite alarmed by that. that was so Inception. Well, <laughs> that was so Inception of you sexually. Oh yeah, I hope I didn't, I'm always, wondering, you know, it's been a second since I podcasted. I'm always wondering, I hope I'm not misstepping. I, that was, no, no. Was oh, okay. You don't have to worry about that with us. Not okay. with us. Not not when it's literally sister life. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag after. We do the hashtag after. 
you know, a good name for this um, episode could be Sisters Gone Wild. Maybe. Like we'll, we'll, we'll think we'll about see. it. We'll see. But I don't like what an episode name is in organic, so I don't, I veto that, but. I don't like that either. I don't like that either, but I think we, <laughs> I think we landed on something pre-recording, which is the time has come and the time is now. That's the time true. has come that and the time is, is now. beautiful. It's a front runner for title of ep. It's front runner, but I love, but there's urgency to it. Okay, keep going. Sorry, Pat. Oh, so basically what you guys were talking about when I had my Hannibal Lecter mask on was mm-hmm. how everything, all these television shows are very suspicious. Very suspicious. suspicious. That is a huge theme of culture right now is just suspicious. feeling very suspicious of the characters, both real and fake, scripted mm-hmm. and unscripted, in the scripted space and of course in the unscripted space. I'm feeling very suspicious as well. Oh, this is, when no matter what, if anyone, if any character appears to me fictionally or otherwise, this is what I do. And I, I want you to picture me as sort of Nicole Kim in The Undoing. This is what I do. What? Which to me is, go tell them, Bowen. It's, but Matt said something so poignant to the thread last Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. Nicole Kidman is the preeminent expert, master of of acting uh, shocked, but not just acting shocked, but receiving information. Receiving and that's shocking information. It's yes. so hard to do. It's so hard to do. Yes, she's been getting a lot of shocking information on that show. And what I will also say about that show is I actually think it's the first show in history that... <laughs> They, they had the show and then they wrote the book that the show was based on and like implanted it. And like I watched a show and I was like, okay, surely this show spiritually was based on a book, but I, but I don't actually even believe that. That would be too similar, right? To Big Little Lies. This can't also be based on a book. Then right. I, I Google it. I want to tweet something about how this show is spiritually based on a book, but not actually. I <laughs> but then in fact, it. it was based on a book. Fact, and I was, was like, they just wrote that book in later that was after <laughs> no. the fact. Like after the fact, they were like, no. okay, let's write this book. Let's, let's, Fudge the number so it says 2014, and we'll say it was based on a book. You th- so you're you so suspicious. That? You're I'm so, so suspicious, suspicious that you think this that this maybe wasn't even based on a book. So you think the show is sort of so suspicion heavy that you think it sort of now covers the show itself and its creation, its I inception. Think this suspicion is spilling out of the show, and I think it's life imitating art in this way. My um, God, because I th- and I think it's like in um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare where Freddy comes out of the movie and kills actually the actress who plays the girl in early movies or tries to, but spoiler oh alert, God. she gets away. Um, yeah, that happens in Freddy's new, in Wes Craven's new nightmare. All right, may he rest in peace. May and he rest in peace. May he rest in power and peace. So you think that <laughs> we, that, that, that it may be, that it, no, that it may be revealed. You think it may be revealed at some point that this show perhaps maybe wasn't even based on a book, but exists to just be a Nicole Kidman vehicle that was to a book me, to TV this, adaptation? The, to me, this show, it's already too on the nose. Or, okay, already for it to be HBO, mm. for it to be Nicole Kidman, for it to be the hair, for it to be like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. murder and to be for it to be a school and for it to be a rich father of the woman and for it to be a doctor and for it to be like all these things it's already like okay uh, is this a parody sketch on saturday night live uh-huh. and, and it's so on the nose and then for it to be based on a book it's like okay this is too much this is literally too on the nose i kind of agree i'm inclined i i something's been sort of well no i mean matt we talked about this like it's <laughs> I would say it's not like a fantastic show. It's a no, fun. We don't know that yet. It's a, I don't know. It's it mo- it moves. I like that it moves very well. 
it, it, a lot happens. I, yeah. I will say I actively don't care about anyone in the show anymore, but I will continue watching it till it, I think I solved it actually. You so okay, so let's just say we've just seen episode 4. I I I don't really have the same opinions as you guys. I have loudly gasped at the end of every episode, like audibly like this. This has been me. I literally sat right here where I'm sitting right now, looked up my television, and at the end of episode 3, I went like this. <gasps> I haven't oh. had that. They were begging oh us to do god. that. Oh my god! You were not gasping at the end of episode three. What happens at the end, at the end of episode three? Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for the undoing. No, 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 no! no I, you have I, to I say spoiler yes. alert. You have to say spoiler alert. I, we we don't have to mention it. I I know what you're talking about now. I want to say. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert! I but never get this it? upset. I never get this upset. What are you upset about? That you wouldn't say spoiler. It's I wasn't going to spoil it. This is wait, what I'll what say. Was, actually, wait, I have a fun um, thing to ask. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause, laughs> subsequently, this is going to be a tangent, that we're going to come back to this. Okay. The central through line of the show, which is discussing the undoing. And but, suspicious um, characters in television and film. Because as you guys know. Real I and grew, otherwise. I grew up and lived a, a large part of my adult life not... Um, I, um, not um, being invested in RuPaul's Drag Race and only in 20... I've been I've become the person who in 2020 yes. is walking around and saying, actually, RuPaul's Drag Race is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> which, is like, which is cathartic. But I've always which is the known, perfect time yeah, to do it. it. It literally is cathartic. But I've always known that Bone spoiled something for everyone of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and I, yeah. But I never knew what it was because it never meant anything to me. But now that it means something to me, I would love to know what Bone spoiled. It was the season seven episode in which Katya was eliminated. Oh, wow. Uh, and I did and not was... spoil it. I did not spoil it because Drag mm-hmm. Race is live event viewing. And I put on Facebook, not even Twitter. So it was a closed sort of circle of people. Yeah. I, was not, I was not broadcasting Filled this information Filled with your gay out. friends who watched the show. And I said, me. I, I, this and is me, all I the said. The one gay person who's not like other gays and actually doesn't watch the show and instead yes. might even watch something Until like, now in 2020. Five years now later, in 2020, When I finally let go. And what finally, did you say? Bowen, but what did you say? I said, Katya, no. Which could have meant anything. No, no oh. it couldn't could've. have. So, you know what? I experienced this too with... Um, <laughs> With, uh, I'll say... A, Season 12? A hero. No, this is separate. This is Survivor. A hero. Oh. A personal hero. A colleague who I cherish and love and think he's so funny, Chris Kelly. I spoiled Parvati's exit from Heroes vs. Villains, and I did feel really bad about that. Because... From Heroes vs. Villains? Like no, years no, and years no, no, no. Oh, from, from, oh, Winners at War. Winners, winners at, war. at War. I spoiled that for him, and I did feel really bad because I tweeted, but it was like, after waiting like 10 years for her to come back and then for her to leave, it was like, and that was on Survivor Twitter and everyone was talking. Sometimes you just get caught up in the emotion of the moment. You want to uh, feel a part of something. You know, absolutely. It's like we can't wait around for LA to, to let our emotions out. Thank like, you. We have to live our lives in real time, not on PST. I think <laughs> that if you are living in Los Angeles and you go on Twitter during the time when you know your favorite show is on, you are asking for trouble. And Chris Kelly is very deeply wrong. But and no, that's no, a, who's, and I just whose side say, are you on in this spoiler disc? Well, I think, they're, I, I think they're two completely completely different things because i'm not on your side bowen it's i'm this, not but it's the same I, pat committed the same offense that i did five years prior it's about intent it's about intent what you the difference you in were, intent you were you were stunting you oh you knew God. what you were doing you wanted oh this Wait, I I you, wanted this. you, 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 you live by the thing of 
you know you that bitch when they cause all this conversation. And no. you wanted to start a conversation about yourself, and I know it. <laughs> um, what was it? you? Oh, yeah. And what? That's what you wanted this whole time. And you wanted us to be sitting here that's five right. years later, He's, and you're still the story. You're still the headline, aren't you? The, the most Katia suspicious? Katya yep. worked so hard all season. She gets at home her moment, and I was about Bowen Yang five years later. Five years later, we're talking about Katya, we're talking about Bowen, we're talking about Bowen. That's we're not right. Me. I just want to say <laughs> that the most suspicious character of all in film and television is Bowen Yang. Absolutely. Fictional, yeah. scripted or unscripted? I have no idea anymore. Oh my god. I don't god. know anymore. David I don't know if e. someone Kelly wrote your notes. Not. David E. Kelly? Wow. I, I truly almost always forget that David E. Kelly did the undoing as well as Big Little Lies, which makes it even more it's like so, it's too I just think it's, like you yeah, have, I, I I wanna challenge I actually didn't know that person's name before this moment. I wanna challenge that person <laughs> to do something completely <laughs> different <laughs> next time. I wanna challenge him to do something completely different. I want him to write in a fantasy space. I want it to be Game of Thrones adjacent or something. I want it to feel like a whole new David E. World. Kelly is like most comfortable like right out in the hallway outside of a courtroom. That's where David E. Kelly mm. do, that prefers to live. Like in but lawyers' spaces say, and it, lawyers' homes and lawyers' cars. It's mm. but like just like litigate or no, just like just being in the courtroom is so narratively rich. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many things, there's just so many things built into that already. But like, I don't blame anybody for like writing a procedural or, or writing like just, just courtroom stuff. Like search party season four, like I, or season three, I'm just like, this is so well done. And like, yeah. Yeah. The courtroom is a very rich place. And also, you know who I'm gagged is on the show is the lawyer who uh, her name is um, Noma Dumezweni. She's amazing. She's incredible. And you know, well, this I'm about to tell you. She won an Olivier Award for playing Hermione Granger in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh my god! Yes, yes. She was Hermione. Yeah, and and she received a Tony Award nomination. What other television projects can you, do you, do you? Are you looking at a list? I'm actually on her Wikipedia, which is where everyone, and this should be part of your masterclass. If you want information about the entertainment industry, Wikipedia is going to be the site for you. Okay. Um, so she ch- was, um, she's really mostly a theater actress, oh, but she has been you in. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. She has been in Normal People on television. She has been. Um, was she in. Um, was she in a show with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Olivia um, Coleman? Oh, Coleman, uh, Olivia Coleman. I, oh, 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 uh, huh? d- uh, Broad Church. It was called Broad Church. I don't oh. think she was in Broad Church. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I think this is a blind spot that all three of us share, which is um, well, she's Brit relatively TV. new. No, on but the scene. I've been getting into Brit TV um, mystery. And that's why I'm watching Sherlock right now, and that's why I watched Broadchurch, and I started watching Elizabeth Moss BBC Murder, but it was actually too boring for me, and I had to um, depart. Was that from Top it. of the Lake? Top of the Lake, I couldn't connect with. Oh, Happy Valley, I watched. I really enjoyed that. So I an hear older that's woman good. police officer who actually is down to throw some punches, get punched herself, <gasps> free a girl who's been trapped, and. Still make it home for dinner time. Can I just ask, like, because you have this sort of expertise in this area now that you've watched some British TV, that's how you can bring the hammer down so on the undoing, which to you is not sort of doing to make a to make to make sort of a joke what it should be. Yeah, and P, I feel like, and before you answer that, I just want to put out a theory that you will. 
I I assume you will rebut, but I think if the undoing took place in London, you would be obsessed. See, I want to say yes, only because I know you need that right now, Bowen. You're so <laughs> far out on a limb, and I could feel your tension. But um, I don't know if I would, because I am not Bowen's quite the, butthole I'm, is puckered. I'm not yeah. quite the Anglophile of some of my um, contemporaries. I don't know that I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, for instance, yeah. I famously went on record. This was actually one of the bravest things anyone's ever done. And I, the Witness Production Program asked if I wanted to be involved. I said, I'm actually, I'm actually cool. I'm going to stay. I'm I stand gonna, by you it. You pass. I said, I'm going to stay me. Thank you. Told, you. you told Kara Meslin hard pass. <laughs> I told yeah, Kara Meslin, I said, the witness protection program wants you. They're going to set you up in Oregon. You're going to be a farmer. And I said, you know what? I think I'll go ahead and stay me this time. But thanks. Um, Shout out but, to our, our manager, Kara. Wait, is that such a hacky premise for a sitcom? Because I love that. Oh, witness I'm protection. Gonna, we're, we're just someone who like didn't, doesn't want to be in it and wants to live, wants to stay themselves oh and they're after and but they're like accidentally get into it sort of or they like agree to go no no that 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 wpp is chasing them oh and they're like we need you to go into this and they're like and and they don't want to oh that's sorry no another now now we're blue skying this idea what if it's (laughs) sort of like what if it's sort of like they are like fine i'll do witness protection then all of a sudden they realize that okay guess what they're straight that girl they've always had a crush on actually is into them but they have to go away and then they keep trying to come back to their old life and they have to or exist in these two worlds and witness protection program actually yeah. they can't know that they're back in their old life so they're hiding from the person they witnessed yeah they're hiding from those who are the witness protection program yes and they're I caught between that. two worlds and it's the question is and the question of the show is what is identity I have to stop you because I feel like I can't let you sort of mar your reputation as someone who can do a masterclass on the entertainment industry and come in with this sort of crazy pitch that I couldn't follow for two seconds. I was following it. Yeah. No, this is the show. This is the show. Shut up. This is the show. It's a gay guy and his sister sort of shits Creek. They sort of shits Creek. They get his Creek sort of other two, if you will. They get, they because oh, everyone knows you can't sell a show with only a gay guy. He has to have a sister. Have a, a straight Rural sister. Culture. Rural it's, culture. It's, it's, you can't, it's actually Rural Culture number seven. You can't sell a you show with just, a, with gay just guy. a gay guy. He needs, he to, ha- have he needs to have a sister. a sister. If he doesn't have a sister, like who's going to be the whore? Who's going to be the whore? <laughs> who's going to be the so, whore that doesn't have it together? Uh, uh, hello? So um, basically, which literally, I mean, not to drag every show, but we gotcha. Um, oh, Okay. This is the show. It's witness protection. And they say, we we don't want it. And then the witness protection says, but you guys are under the most danger of anyone ever. And the show is, they're trying to live their gay and whore life. And the people keep trying to kill them. And they have to just get out of the way. Easy, simple, breezy. It's a gay and his whore sister. And the, the people are trying to kill them. And they had the opportunity to go into WPP. And there's someone probably played by... Let's just say, um, who's who's like who's like hot right now that works in this gay show? Let's say um, Liev uh, Schreiber. Liev Schreiber. Uh, um, wait, he's hot now, right reminds, now. That reminds me quite a bit of the uh, pitch Bowen had for this show. I was I was gonna say that was the original pitch, and then <laughs> yeah. Pat, well, Pat, Pat, Pat was blue sky. Can it. I say something? That's why you need to be really careful in this entertainment industry who your creative partner is, because let me tell you something. Bowen could have a pitch that sells, and then you have this wacko next to him who they attach for talent purposes. 
which is probably how you got involved, I would imagine. Pat's the wacko? <laughs> Wait, me? You know, Pat's the wacko talent who comes in and is like... I just had a new idea for the show, by the way. The okay. show... Oh, wait, fuck. I forgot the show Well, now. this isn't oh, going to oh, no, work. No, no. I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay, basically, right. the show is the following. Two people are in love. They're afraid to tell each other. It's been years. It's kind of Dawson's Creek, basically. Okay, mm. wow. They're finally, like, lifelong, finally going to commit their love. One of them has to go witness protection. The other one, now we're actually not telling that one's story, or maybe we are, but we're really telling the story of the other one who's trying to find the love of their life who's in witness protection. No one will give them answers because it could endanger their life. And they have to decide, do I want to endanger the person I love or do I want to walk away from them forever? And that's that a decision that feels can like never a, be made. Feels like a, an essay. Now that Pat is my creative partner, I don't want to undermine <laughs> his vision, but I Thank feel you. like that's not the a- that's if we're focusing on the one who isn't in, in witness protection, that feels like the less active story. I, I, but but what if they're driving all over town? And what if we see flashes of the person in witness protection in his new life? We don't know very much about it. We just oh know- wait, this is kind of like <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of like season one of Veronica Mars. I kind of like that. Oh yes, I love Veronica Mars, and I just rewatched it all in its entirety. And that's a part of culture that would be in the world of what I would answer for your famous question: What made you like culture? It, that's not world- our question. First of all, can we just stop right now? That is not the fucking question. And the disrespect that you've shown, re not listening to this show after it's lifted you up. No, so I will say. When I told Angelo, my same-sex sexual slash domestic partner, that I was coming on the show, I said, where I got my start. <laughs> <laughs> One time I did a um, show in Detroit with this woman who said, who literally claimed every single place was the was where she got her start. Like, she, was, like, a, she was this older lesbian woman. She's like, I used to be in New York. And I go, she's like, where do you perform? I'm like, I don't, I do the show at the duplex every night. She goes, I go, do you know it? She goes, know it. That's where I got my start. <laughs> <laughs> she said every single space that I named was where Wait, she got her start. That is so good for that you met her. That's this so in my vocabulary of you. It's, <laughs> the P, this reminds me of that other lesbian person we met at our show in Denver. Lesbian person. <laughs> Wait, I'm so mad that you guys did oh so. My God. You guys did two. two three? 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 I don't three. think so. Three. Without Boston, me. Chicago, and Denver. And of course. Pat, Patrick and I, Patrick, Patrick and I, famously did a just a shockingly good show at the Bell House together. That's true. Shockingly good. You really I are the third culture. As though I've been taking a step away from the podcasting space, mm-hmm. I did receive a text message from shout out to our former family member Meg Pope, and they did say <laughs> oh, we you were mentioned, them. and they did say that you were mentioned in Lost Countries, and it was so sweet, and I listened, and I gotta tell you, I kept. Bouncing on that episode, trying to find specifically yeah, the moment, and I did. You in fact find? I did in fact find. I ended up listening to a, a large amount of the episode, <laughs> and I said, "Thank God!" I said, "God works in mysterious ways." I needed this today, and then um, I found it, and it was so nice. And I well, really felt that's how we feel. Wow. That's how we feel. We love you. That's how we feel. I want to circle back to P. Was we went on this huge tangent about this, this witness protection sitcom, but Pat was about to reveal the the bravest thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, oh, I said on my um, podcast that I that I wasn't crazy about Fleabag. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, and I get this, it. And this was in response to Bowen positing that I might love Undoing if it was set in London. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and and I and I actually I I see now that. that theory does not hold because um you 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 have said on the record on this very episode that you're not an anglophile i'm not an anglophile 
And that's something that it took me really long to be okay with. <laughs> can and, I ask um, you, can I ask you like, do, do you find yourself, because I know you love shows that take place in New York City. I do. The Big Apple. Well, you know what it's like growing up on Long Island. You I do. You romanticize this city that you've lived in the shadow of, where there's gay yeah. people to be found, where there's um, sort of counterculture to be found, where there might be even people who don't care about lacrosse that you could connect with. Yeah, of course. And so, of course, when I see these people on my screens, I would say, interesting. And so do you think it's interesting like to watch Nicole Kidman cross the street and do you think there's do you think there's symbolism in watching her cross the street that they keep showing it every other shot First of all first of all before this before the car gets away from us let me just say that I like the show I, mean, I like the show I don't I think that um I I I think it's heavy-handed we and I think they say everything twice in it. Have you noticed? <laughs> so, they so do, this, they this, do. this is this is where is that a choice? Is that like I think them it trying is to be like we do this thing of saying things twice. You know, so last night you texted us and you asked, "Have you gotten to the cocksucker line yet?" So mm-hmm. in the fourth episode of The Undoing, Donald Sutherland has a moment where he's explaining to Hugh Grant, spoiler alert, that he will come after him because he's a real cocksucker. No, no, no. He's he's explaining to the principal of the school. Oh yes, yes, that's what it is. He's like, I'm a cocksucker. I'm a cocksucker. And he said, he says it like he says it like I'm a cocksucker, which is sort of adds an extra vowel. Cocksucker. He says cocksucker. 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 Yeah, yeah. What was the deal with that? I don't know, but I think Donald Sutherland just talks the way he talks, and we should all just let him. I always think, is he British? And then like the answer is really no. Well, the thing is, the thing is, is that um, I don't even have a problem with the delivery of the line. I think Donald did, a, you know, the best he could with that. I just Fine think actor. It, was, it was a really strange um, piece of writing that I uh, want to assign I don't understand. value to. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I want to assign a positive or a negative value to it, but I did find it a strange bit of writing, the cocksucker line. Um, well, you know, in a show like this, The Undoing, um, in a whodunit, Everything matters. So I don't know if I don't know if you've been listening to every word, but like for example, when she told that story in the first episode about why Hugh Grant doesn't like dogs, that oh, to me it, there's no oh, un- yeah. so in in a who done it, there's no unimportant scenes. Or there's really? no, like every yes, this is like it's sort of everything I actually disagree with that theory. No, 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 I'm telling you everything's going to come back. <laughs> See, okay. I famously love who done it. You know, I'm I'm I read uh I, I'm reading Agatha Christie in the Order of Publication, and I'm a big fan of the Who Done It verse. And I think in a book like that, that's strictly Who Done It. Yes, but you but you have to account for red herrings. Right. You have yes. to account for the fact that this is a Who Done It, of course, first and foremost. But it's also a drama, right? So there yeah, might be something in that space that's kind of clouding the the economy of a Who Done It, where nothing is wasted. The kind of using all parts of the whale, as it were. Right. Absolutely. What do we think of the buffalo? I think either one works. I think either one. Either think or both, both of them are cult- equally culturally sensitive, and um, both both deserve to have their entire selves used. That's true. I think that there's some significant. I think the, I think you know what's a red herring to me is um, Connie Chung. I I was like, what is the significance? When Connie of Chung this? was in the show, that was a moment in culture. Yeah, that was a little anachronistic. It was interesting. I used to love her growing growing up in Long Island. She would be on my commercials. Yep, it would be her. She would be there. Was she, Should- what, well, she was based on Long Island. She no, was on she Long was Island, just. It was like the New York. That was like her we heyday. Get, 
It was her heyday. Like she was huge for news when I was. She was um, young. huge. Connie Chung was twenty twenty. Oh my god! But that whole thing, I was like, this would never happen. Like, well, Connie Chung being like, okay, so I don't know if I believe you. Convince me, and then him being like, okay. But I'm happy it happened on the show because that last shot of episode four was chilling to me when he looked into the camera and she asked, "Do you have any idea who did this?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." I felt like. Okay, so let's just ask this question of the three of us. Let's go to Bowen first. Bowen, re the undoing. Mm-hmm. Who done it? Who done it? I think a lot of attention is being placed on that kid, on their son, and I'm very interested to see. I, like, it's 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 ultimately a story about his development, his traumatic processing of this, um, of seeing his parents sort of unravel. But it could be a thing where he found out about the affair and then just inhumanely sort of committed this disgusting crime. You feel that the son, played by actor, actor Noah Jupe. Noah. You Honey think boy, that Noah Jupe. Yes, who's very British, by the way. He's so going British. to be a star. Huge He's star. Handsome boy and good actor. Oh. Careful, careful. I, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to <laughs> remark on the boy's good looks. Well, he did. He did have like a sex scene in Honey Boy, didn't he? Oh, I don't like that. I know. Wait, should we cut this all out? Like, no, I, I we're definitely keeping it in because it's our responsibility to make sure people know that people like you are out there. Um, <laughs> but what I want to ask you right now is, what who done it on the, the, the undoing? Uh, who done that's it? my that's my theory. I literally solved the case. <laughs> <He knows. laughs> you oh, know, yeah. P-, P said P said P said he solved it. Okay, who I did solved it? the case. You know who did it? Who? Donald Sutherland did it. <laughs> and he say. found out about the affair. He never liked this guy. He was at that event and he left early. Um, <gasps> and he now is so desperate to have her believe that the husband did it. Oh my God. I really think it was Donald. And I'm I really like good this. at who done. And he he threatened Hugh Grant's character in this latest yes. episode. Yes. He's also like 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 um sad and anxious in a strange way. Like, did you notice in that last episode the way he was like crying, apologizing to Nicole and begging for her forgiveness? I was just like, he's really upset. There's something right. going on there. And Broken. sort of it's like, what is the narrative purpose of this character if not to have killed this woman? Do you know what I mean? Like what uh, what else does he serve besides this sort of sense of like um, conflict between her family and him, which I don't think is like justification enough for how much time he gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. That's sure. totally for real. Sure. Uh, um, and I guess I, I it should fall to me it's now to say turn. what I think. And I'm wrestling with it. I really feel like it could go either way. I think that I think that you both could be varying degrees of right. I think that Pat's really onto something. Wow. But I also think there might be something to the fact that Nicole. There's did no it. spectrum of truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> You think Nicole did it? I think that it's possible Nicole did it because I think it's kind of interesting. I'm so sick of that type of thing <laughs> where we realize the star the whole time had done it. Like, right? I haven't seen enough of that. Yeah. I just, no matter what the outcome is, I feel like I've seen every version of it. Do you know right. what I mean? That's totally. my issue with the show. There's a version of it that I'm into, which is like Jodie Foster and Flight Plan, where it's like they accuse, like there, there's a whole like, the half of Act Two is them accusing her of 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 losing the daughter. I love that movie. I never saw that movie, but should I watch it? I just yes. Kind of- oh my god, you would love it. I'm Pete. sure you would love it. Isn't it Jodie Foster and um... Peter Skarsgård, and then um and then um Sean Bean is in it too. Oh, I love Sean Bean. 
let's take a break. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
and we're back. And here's the thing. I want to just kind of hard cut because one of the reasons I was so excited to have Patrick on today was because we have so much Housewives stuff to talk about and I really need the Housewives authority. And then at the end of the episode, we'll kind of have his special guest correspondent, Grey's Anatomy correspondent, weigh in. But mm-hmm. I need to know what my girls thought of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiere. I thought it was great. I think we've, we're really being set up, I think. I'm I'm cautiously very optimistic. Me too. I think so. I I, I saw a snippet of the Watch What Happens Live uh, where they were all on. I didn't like that. It was chaotic. The, it, that felt a little like choreographed. I mean, all of it is, but yeah, I, I, I can't tell yet. After episode one of season one, I don't want to see what kind of terms they're all on now. Like, let that yeah. play out before me. Spoiler alert. Don't be a yeah. Bowen, Andy Cohen. Oh! Yeah. Primer. <laughs> I, I, I do think like... Like, it was funny to watch them all have their first, like, appearance on Watch What Happens Live be all together and on a Zoom, because it just felt, like, jumpy and, like, they were all trying to get their moment. You can tell who, like, the fucking hogs are from mm. the first episode. Who's and the from, hogs? I mean, Who's the hogs? The hogs. I mean, <laughs> Jen is Jen, very Lisa, much- Mary. Jen, Mary, and Lisa, I th- and Heather. I'm still in a place with, um, uh... With the with that with uh, Salt Lake City, where I need to know, uh, I their names aren't enough for me to know who they are. So yeah. here's here's Mary, the way I can I run know, it down. Meredith, I know. Mary and Meredith, I know. Mary is the Pentecost is the first lady of the Pentecostal Church who married her step grandfather. Yeah, we famously have Jen, who's the first uh, Muslim uh, housewife ever. She is married to a football coach, and she yes. is she used to be Mormon, and now she is Muslim. It's, and mm-hmm. is that the B? That's the Utah State. Um, Yes, the, uh, yes, yes. He's a coach at Utah, Utah State. I think it's like crazy how much money college football coaches make. Well, yeah, they're yeah, certainly yeah. loaded. And then, but I think she also has her own business. Um, and then um, there's Lisa Barlow, who I found out is actually the centerpiece from which they built out the cast. It was Lisa. Oh, interesting. Because, mm. because this originally was supposed to be about businesswomen in Utah, and they were not. Going it was never to, not going to be about Mormons. It, it was yeah. like it, it was like it was not supposed to be a Housewives franchise, and then they saw uh, what they had, and they were like, "This is a Housewives franchise." See, I mm. never understood as someone who wasn't an Anglophile. I never understood why they didn't do that with one of my favorite <laughs> Ladies of London shows, Ladies of London. Yeah, but anyways, but anyways, Lisa Barlow is like Miss Sundance apparently, and she owns tequila brands, and sh- she is an yeah. active Mormon, but she converted because she's culturally Jewish. Then, speaking of Jewish, there's Meredith, who has her gay son, which is a- iconic to have the first gay son on a Housewives franchise. I'm trying to remember. There was one situation where someone got outed by one of the other wives, a son, a or son? a friend of the family. Early in Housewives, I think I want to say it was in Jersey. I was gonna, yeah, that feels. I right, think it Jersey. was in Jersey. Someone said someone was gay, and they didn't want. It. And I, I cannot. Feels like remember. your your son is gay would be a thing, a, a slurry thing someone would say on the Real Housewives of Jersey. It wasn't done out of malice. It was more done. Out, I think they were. It was like an ally of the not of the gay community of the other housewife who was at, who was attached to the gay son, and uh-huh. I think it was just sort of like. I don't know. I don't. Somehow it came out that it wasn't like your son's gay. It was more like referring to him as a gay son. For a gay son to one day be attached to a housewife is huge. 
I mean, it's a huge moment in history. Just no, just just to put it in Pat's um in Pat's terminology just now, um, the housewife attached to the gay son made me not laugh. not not the gay son's mother, the housewife attached, the housewife to, the attached to the gay son. Um, so we see them sort of go on a hike. It's I was watching it with Jared, and thirty, I I kid you not, fifteen seconds into them being on screen, he goes, "They're Jewish." He knew they were Jewish immediately. Wow. Um, yeah. And then uh, what else we have? We have um, Whitney, who we, we yeah. saw we saw getting her vows renewed, um, and we find out that she was excommunicated from the Mormon Church. Well, that's that's uh, controversial now. She says she for just having left an affair. for having an affair with a married man while she was married that she worked with, and now she's sort of being reaccepted into it in a way. And finally, we have Heather, who is sort of has a complicated relationship with the Mormon Church, being that. Um, she's divorced from a, one of the richest Mormons in the world, I guess. Yes. Heather's off of the bat seems the least interesting to me, I think. Heather feels like he- Roni Heather. There's right. there so many similarities. Yeah. And I, I do love that the other one refuse. I love a storyline where one refuses to admit that she knew the other one before. Like, that's oh, always iconic. Really fun. There was two iconic things that happened, I felt. I don't know her, despite the fact that you definitely do. And you smell like hospital. You smell like hospital. Yeah. 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 Like, it's um because especially knowing the cast was built out from Lisa, like she must have told producers she knew this woman. Literally, now- there is an interview where she's like, "Well, the first person I went to was Heather," and so it's like, "Okay, so you did know who she was." And I love the terminology of "good time girl," where it was like, "I would have loved to be a, good time, a good, good time girl." girl. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wish that I was good time girl. It's my dream to go back to a real school and be a good time girl, and I would have loved Ooh, to show people my dark. vagina. That was dark. Yeah, that it was that it's her dream to go back to college. Ooh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But relatable, <laughs> but re- but but relatable in many ways. Okay, so I want to say right off the bat that out of the six of them, I already know the one I identify with, and it is I Lisa. Know the one I identify. With. It is Lisa because she went to three different fast food restaurants with her kids and husband, and that mm. felt like a performance to me. Well, I believe that they don't cook. I believe that they don't cook. Yeah, it just felt too hammed up in a way that was like. I just felt it was very like first day of filming. I'm gonna show them the kind of mom I am, and not exactly yeah, one who yeah. cooks. I'm the one who goes to like I. I don't know. I don't well, know. fuck her drag. I guess she didn't do a good enough job. Pat, <laughs> you're so fucking rude. Why? Did, how come the? How come when I say I identify with one, you attack? I never do that. Ever, you did ever, that. Ever. You I did never that. did ever. Though we did get into a scuffle on Twitter over Denise, didn't we? We. Over, so, I, I wasn't considering it, considering it a scuffle. I was considering it a oh back and forth God. with a friend. I was considering it a good natured um, intellectual scuffle. Because good time you, scuffle. you are a good team, time scuffle. You are, te- but I think we're on the same side. We're both team Denise. I am team Denise. You know, it's. I, <gasps> I don't always. I'm not always on a team. Sometimes it's more like. And sometimes I don't align with everyone on the same team where I'll pick and choose. Like, I like you from that side, you from that side. Yeah. Um, I know what we were also- arguing about. We were arguing about Erica. Because Erica's. you said this is the first season you like Erica Jane. And I said yes. I've always liked Erica Jane until this season. Yes. And that, and that was what we scuffed about. I, but I, think- I relate to Pat's view on Erica, which is the, the aggressive pandering to the gays. Yes. Um, which I think, which, which was your kind of like reasoning behind your sort of distaste yes. for her, right? Yes. Yeah. And yes, yes. Anyways, I don't mean to get off track. No, but who, um, so who, Bo and Yang, first you, who do you identify with on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Utah? I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm either a Jen or a Meredith. Jen mm. in the way that like we, but mm. we like, we like sort of ostentatious things every now and then. Um, or Meredith in, in terms of me just being, 
But I guess it can't be either because Jen and Meredith were sort of pitted against each other in this episode in a way where it was Meredith's party, but Jen made it about made it her. about herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that I would do that on Jen's part. No, I don't Maybe see you as Meredith? a Jen. I don't see you as a Jen. I can I be honest? Oh no, I Mary. F- no, I don't think you're Mary. I Who think am you. I? You might be. You, Careful. Like, I don't, <laughs> this is scary. I don't this think you're scary. Heather. I don't, like, I, I don't think you're Heather, but I should hope not. I, I think I'm a Meredith. You think you're Meredith? Uh, the only reason why I don't want you to necessarily be a Mer- Meredith is because, and I don't wish that for you, is because out of the six of them, Meredith is the only one I thought mm, maybe boring. Oh no! See, I'm a Meredith as well. I like Meredith. I'm a Meredith as well, but that makes sense because me and Vaughn are both Scorpios. And so if, if you're a Scorpio and you're a Meredith, um, I'm doing a study. So please DM me. And if you're willing to do a trial where you live in a lab for nine weeks as a Scorpio who's a Meredith, then please DM me. Maybe you are a Meredith, you to though. Live in a lab? Because if because I think Meredith, and I are both Meredith. Meredith and Lisa yeah. are best friends. And, that's, and if I'm saying I identify as a Lisa, that makes sense of, for me to read both of you. So I'm trying to figure out, like... Um, there was something early on that made me go, I love Meredith, and I can't remember. This is, someone said this, I think. I don't know if it was UP or if it was someone else, but um, the fact that Meredith is not, like, pointing out, like, e- e- emphasizing the fact that her son is gay. Yes, yes. She just is, tastefully has a gay son. She does, taste- is not made, is, uh, so far has not made a big deal out of it. Yes. I, I respect that. She, she's just tastefully the housewife attached to the gay son. <laughs> yeah. But wait, d- can I ask you guys a question? Her husband, Seth, yeah. screams second family to me. Oh. Ooh. There is always one. I could certainly see it being him. Um, it's weird maybe. to think that we're getting to know these women, and it will, capital W, get to a place where we are, we are seeing life-shattering, yeah. world-altering drama befall them. I feel like I know who's not going to make it back season two. Whitney. Whitney. Whitney, yeah. She's too disconnected and she doesn't, she hasn't, she's certainly done um, interesting things. She's made interesting choices, but she herself doesn't strike me as interesting. I'm not desperate to know what she's about to say. Sure, sure. Her main storyline was off screen. Her cousin was like, I'm happy for you for renewing your vows. That was like her main. (laughs) Well, we saw, we we saw that, we saw that scene sort of from the shoulder down. From the shoulder down, they were. Oh, wait, Pat, did you, did you go with us to see Sunset Boulevard on Broadway? No. No, I saw, um, on Island, once on this Island with you. Yes. Oh, Oh, yes. You, and then, and then Pat and I went to go see Slave Play Play, on opening day. Yes. Pat, Pat isn't for all of Pat's aversion to theater. I reject that notion, and I think Pat actually loves. Well, the, but he said one of my favorite things we, that I've ever heard leaving a theater, which was as we were leaving once on this island, I, which Bowen and I loved. I really loved the I new love production that. of I love Once it. on This Island. We were leaving, and I said, "Pat, what did you think?" And he goes, "I didn't like it. She was mentally ill. She <laughs> needed help." The main characteress of that film. The main characteress of that, <laughs> of film, that film. I. <laughs> I think struggled. I think um, there was yeah. decision making in that in her that I didn't understand, and I thought she needed someone to talk to. But um, also, um, do you feel that way about Ariel and the Little Mermaid? Because they're very, they're very similar stories. <laughs> Almost every female character is mentally ill if you really track it down before two thousand five. Well, I think I mean I think that yeah, anyone who is like I'm immediately like I've met you, and now there was something in that play where I was like. 
there was some moment where I was like, this is, <laughs> this is Well, she good. sees him immediately and she sings about the stranger in white the rest of the, mo- the, the, I, the I show. I remember thinking, how did the she film. even recognize? I remember thinking, how did she even recognize him? They didn't even meet or something like that. I remember thinking mm. she should go move on with her life instead of... um. Yeah. Going with instead of being obsessed with this guy. But sure, I, sure. I don't remember the play quite well enough to really, really. Yeah, really I think maybe, maybe remember. what, maybe what upset you is when she gets thrown out of the kingdom and she sits outside the gate for three weeks and oh, ultimately starves. To yeah, death. yeah, I was like, girl. <laughs> she turns into a tree. Is really what happens. <laughs> that was yeah. I didn't like that, and no. that didn't happen. And and that didn't happen in Little Mermaid. Um, but Bowen, Bowen <laughs> is ref- with Sunset Boulevard. Bowen is referencing when oh, yeah. Bowen and I went for my birthday, and we were um, in the nose. The we last were in, row. We were in the sleep. literal, like truly one of the last Second rows of the mezzanine. theater to see Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard, and she comes out and makes her amazing first entrance, and all we could see was her little feet. <laughs> <laughs> and people were she was flipping on the top out. tier of this like and people were flipping out at oh Glenn Close and we were screaming we were just laughing. Yeah, it sucks. I um I you know speaking of this, you know I saw the new just before quarantine I saw on opening night. I hate to call myself the sort of theater metropolitan man who <laughs> who lives in New York who is gay. Um but uh, <laughs> But, what um, did you see, bitch? I saw the new West Side Story with Isaac Cole Powell. Yes, I saw it the day before lockdown. Oh, I saw it like a few days before lockdown. So I guess yeah. a little bit before you, I guess. And then you must have seen that I saw it and then you saw it soon after. I did, I did. You probably influenced Bowen's decision. You're an influencer. But you guys, do you guys both know that Isaac Cole Powell, who is the lead, uh, oh Tony God. in yes. West Side Story, was the yes. lead in Once on the Silent. And, we saw. and I will say that yes. I was attracted to him in both of those um, roles. Very and, attractive um, sexually. And secondly... um. I was second row of that, which I felt like, oh my God, they gave us, it was this great seat. And uh, it was one of these events that we went to, it was like an opening. And uh, so we went, we didn't know what seat. And for one, we could not find our the, the, the young woman who was going to give us our tickets, who was a very sweet girl. And, I, and um, we were trying to get her attention. And then we turned around and literally in our face, truly breathing on us as we were like looking was Vanessa Hudgens. Like, <gasps> <laughs> that's insane. Wait, you streets, and your same sex partner, Angelo? Yes, he, he was days before COVID. I would say Angelo <laughs> might have touched her nose with the side of his head. And um, anyways, we, they put us in the second row, and we were like, "Oh my god, this is so um, shocking!" Good. They gave us good seats, but so much of it happens like in On the screen that we truly couldn't oh, yeah, see yeah, the yeah. play. Like yeah. we truly couldn't see the play. It's actually real, it's actually a rule of culture. Sometimes very close seats are not the best seats. That's rule yes. culture number fifty-five. Sometimes, Sometimes very close, very seats, close seats are not the best. Are not seats. the best seats. Um, I want to get us back on track. Well, let's let's should we quickly check in on Potomac? Yeah. yeah so let's just chat, Boa. What did you feel about this last episode of Potomac? I God, I really loved Wendy at the beginning of the season. Now I'm just like, you got this exceptionalism narrative has yes. got to stop. This I I, I I honor the fact that she is so educated. We all do. But she, but the, but the way that she sort of doesn't weaponize it, but like, I mean, just kind of lets it frame every single conflict on that show is a little, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's like, you you gotta, you gotta ditch the exceptionalism narrative. This is, this just applies for anybody. Mm -hmm. We are, we are not, we are not, we are not, we're, none of us are even that special. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I only have a bachelor's degree and I feel comfortable saying that. Me too. I, um, (laughs) I, I have a bachelor of fine arts. Wow. Wow. I have a BFA. Don't, Matt, 
I don't know. I, I don't Matt, think don't better. Tell that. I, I, Matt, don't tell people that. I'm humiliated. Don't I tell just people did. that, Matt. I won't. I won't. I won't ever again. Oh, <laughs> seriously, don't say that. Um, I, I'm waving my arms in the air, which is my signal to my producers to cut that. I think um, I really also identify with Bo and Yang and what he's saying because <laughs> I really loved Wendy so much. And I still mm-hmm. do. Like, I still, still do. I'm, I, I am a very forgiving person where if I like <laughs> you, you really can do kind of stupid shit for a little while and then I'll still like you. Like, I still love Kenya more. I still love Bethany. I still, lo- I still have love for... Rena. Teresa. Teresa. Oh. I don't have love for Rena. Well, that's so stupid. That's really disrespectful to say. And I, I call it, they all have varying levels of, I call it immunity. And I said this on the thread, <laughs> but like for me, Robin is someone who has immunity. Where do I always yes. agree with her? And it's like, should she have included Karen in her website? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Was, no, that was insane. And also, the pictures weren't even bad of Karen. Weren't that bad. When she said they these pictures better. are not usable, and they showed like these kind of stunning pictures of Karen, I was like, "Bitch!" And then when she told, when she said in her confessional that she remembers years ago when Karen said she didn't like Ray's dick. Oh yes, 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 yes. Robin was I doing know. a lot on this episode. We do stand. Robin is being messy, but she's someone who it's like, okay, you shouldn't be doing this based on like you. Monique is someone who's in that category where it's like, I can be firmly on your side while acknowledging that you've been like in, in Monique versus Candace. I am on Monique's side while knowing that she is very much in the wrong in that situation. I'm, I'm, I, I'm finding that I agree with Pat Regan wow. in, in all, in all things. Yeah. Wow. I think I, I agree with Patrick and Bowen because I am also rooting for Monique. Oh my God. I am also rooting, rooting for Monique and knowing that what she did was wrong. I just, I can't get on team Candace. I can't. No, I've, I, I've always struggled with Candace from an early age. And, um, <laughs> I think that, um, I think well, I, I, we've all spoken about Karen having this sort of redemption story. Oh, we love it. Where, and I'm also experiencing that to a lesser degree, but, Nonetheless, I'm experiencing it with Ashley, who I really didn't like for a long time, and now she, finally she's kind of she handled her her big husband. Episode. He, yes, I mean she's going to she's going to get some shit. I think for the next episode, I think on Twitter people won't be happy with her. But because she's like going against Candace, like what is it's like I I I want to decentralize Candace from. The, the this this narrative. I've I've said the word decentralized a lot this episode. But, but sometimes I, you I, have to, and sometimes an episode calls for that. Yes, thank you. But I feel like, but it, like the whole the whole the whole like atmosphere of the episodes lately has been make sure we don't piss off Candace. Yeah. No, I know. I think that um, I loved Karen's impression of Wendy walking down the stairs. By the way, so funny. <laughs> and um, no, I know. I think that um. <laughs> but I think actually it feels like why are you? What, what is insane is for Monique to be suing Candace is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yes. And so for Ashley to be lending support to that moment, to, for someone to like truly beat the shit out of you and then be like, "I'm actually suing you because I beat the shit out of you," it's crazy. And um, so for Ashley to be like, she deserves like for her to write <laughs> this thing, being like, she's definitely not cool judge like um is kind of like actually like don't worry about it you know what i mean like i don't know that candace needs to be sued over this you know what i mean well okay so in my experience sharing a space digitally virtually with monique samuels oh yes what she's she's counter suing with with this like sort of testimony that candace was the aggressor and she kind of actually even landed the first Below, which we, we which from the footage we've seen is not true, but then Monique kept saying to Andy, like, "I'll ha- I'm bringing receipts to the reunion 
we, oh should, my we, God. we, should, we shot we, we shot this episode like before re, re, and then they just finished the reunion and they say it might be four parts yeah yes i saw that um and so monique's monique's whole thing is like bring in actual undoctored footage quote unquote that candace was the first person to like start the fight but so she's not even saying that on the show though she's talking about this wine glass um oh I mean, yes, even yes, if, yes even if candace sorry that i mean there was definitely a long period of time where Hera could have been let go of. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, was Monique was attacking her viciously. This being and, said, and I, ran back to her. Yes. Yeah. This being said, I am on Team Monique, but um, and I think Karen's handling it with much aplomb. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask one more housewives question before we get before our, we bring the correspondent part of you in, which is, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Kathy Hilton joining the Beverly Hills Housewives? Is this just another way for them to pad Team Kyle, or do you think it'll get interesting? So Kyle, someone who I is another one that I forgive kind of easily, and that's why and that's mm. why me and Lena have a strange Rena have a strange relationship, right? Because um, I just Rena something about her just drives me crazy. Like when she said. You're so angry. She could have been talking to me. She could have been talking to me in that moment. And um, yeah, and she knows that, and that's why she is you winning are, in that you moment. Are. You are, She's Pat. Like, you are. So, and um, Kathy, I think, is what the fans have wanted for a long time. We, mm-hmm. we want to see all. Th- but which, wait, by the way, did you guys watch the Paris Hilton doc? Yes, I, I love. I, how many- I have not. A big part of the Paris Hilton doc is that she has like 18 um, laptops. And when asked why, she's like, I just, every time I break up with a guy, I have to get a um, new laptop. A new laptop because they might break into my old laptop. It, it, the logic doesn't make any sense at all. And it's like, okay, cool. But um, <laughs> I think that documentary is the reason why Kathy is finally doing the show because I think that her reputation took a huge hit Has after that documentary came out because, yeah. You know, and, Angelo uh, you know, always says he wants Chris, and I and I do. We don't think, need to Chris. I don't think she'll ever do it. No, I think she. Might, I mean, she's done with E. You know, she will never do something that she cannot produce. There's yes, no she way. She doesn't have control of her. That's true. She's never going to allow her image to be manipulated by someone else. Now that she's made probably close to a billion dollars doing that herself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Anyways, I think Kathy's good. I know Kathy has problems with Rena. I've seen that. That's going on. They're already feuding on social media. So I think it's Rena's come up into the season. Yeah, it's it's time for Rena to have a bit of a fall. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Garcelle, I think. I think this is what I think. I think Kyle, who's been photographed shooting with Garcelle, is recruiting Garcelle because I think Kyle sees an opportunity to to like bring Garcelle in because Garcelle has a bad taste in her mouth re-Rinna from last season. So I uh-huh. think that Garcelle will get kind of um, persuaded to join Team Richards, which which includes Kathy. Often and that does happen when two. I feel like when two people are such foes one season, they end up being allies because it's like we saw that with... Um, we saw that with Teddy and Dorit last season of Beverly Hills. We and saw, also like, er- Erica and Dorit. Erica and Dorit. And we were seeing that with Monique and Ashley. And um, so whatever. But um, the other thing is, one more thing I have to say about Housewives, this, what I've noticed in me, <laughs> pause for, drama- for dramatic effects. This is what huge. Noticed, this is so beautiful. What, what I've noticed in me is for some reason, I'm so drawn to the betas. Like I love oh. these housewives that are like kind of the underlings of, a, of an alpha. And so like my favorite housewives across the board are Robin, Dolores from Jersey, um, Stephanie from Dallas. Uh, Stephanie from Dallas is the, one of the queens. She's one I of my, loved, she's one of my core. She's in my all-star cast. I loved um, Carol was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And um, Bowen's a Carol. 
I'm a, I'm a beta, I guess. Yeah. No, no, no. But no, I, I celebrate. I love no. Carol falls into that. You guys can be Carol and Heather if you want for Halloween. If you're <laughs> saying, you're saying that I should be Heather for Halloween. <laughs> I see you two as Carol and Heather for Halloween. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might be that. And I'm Matt kind of looks for like next year. And I'm Bethany. And um, <laughs> and then though I, the, I think and I'm the, Bethany should be title of that. No, honestly, so, that should be title of that. And I'm Bethany. <laughs> and I do think that um, <laughs> that's logically, it. logically, my favorite on Atlanta should be Cynthia. I feel like, but it, for some reason in Atlanta, the pattern is broken. And my favorites on Atlanta are Portia and Kenya, who are Portia very much. Portia is the number yes. one, and so was yeah, yeah. I mean, Portia is. Um, Incredible. She should have like a, a huge career in scripted. I'm gonna go as far oh as to say this. God. Portia should have a huge career in scripted. See, Portia, I think, is an alpha who needs to be taken care of. And I feel like you I think I think that's very pat. Yeah, maybe I look for the ones who need taken care, care. of. Maybe that's how I feel. Maybe that's how I feel. I have a different take on Portia, which is that she's a beta who rose very quickly to alpha and too fast to where it was messy. But now mm-hmm. she's settled into her alpha status and w- it's enjoyable. But she had a rocky road. Yeah. I mean, yes, she li- she literally Monique'd Kenya. Mm. She, yeah. dr- she literally dragged her. I loved when they were like getting along. You know, I saw Joel. I was went to sit in the audience of Joel's yes, Must Happen Live. Right. With and Kenya. he was on with Kenya. And I just remember that was after the premiere of Atlanta. So we hadn't seen it yet. And Kenya was saying how her and Portia are in this great place. And I'd love to hear it. But now it seems like they're kind of um, not anymore. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if they'll ever be besties. I hope I'm being interesting because I don't feel like I'm being funny. Well, that's okay. A, that, that, that's you okay say because you say every that every <laughs> time you come on. <laughs> Three hours of sleep I got last night. Why? Why? And why? For I don't even understand why. Basically, um, basically we got in a crazy sleep schedule that somehow resulted in two nights ago me sleeping from four a.m. to one p.m. and then napping from six p.m. to eight p.m. So this is crazy. So then I could not fall asleep until almost seven a.m. and then I woke up at ten a.m. That's shocking what was it but what 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 brought on the sleep schedule like the first domino falling it was the the first domino that did fall was um just quarantine and it yeah. happened eight months ago and now it's really learned behavior it's the first domino fell eight months ago right and that's crazy every day since then has been another domino what a sick kind of torturous time for the dominoes to keep falling i know it's so hard wait can i can i actually confront you about something Oh, of course. That's why I came on the show. <laughs> I feel that. Um, so this is this is something very sensitive to me. Oh my god! I got, got really into Survivor, and I would often try to like engage with you about it, and I felt that you shut me down repeatedly. What I wow. did not. I used it, and you're oh, laughing look, and smiling, I... and you know it's true. And <laughs> no, I feel I... that I can I say what I feel. I feel yes. that you thought I was trying to like take survivor being your thing and that was not the case pat i hear you first of all i don't feel survivor is my thing even pause for for pause for gravitas i think that um no it's chris kelly's thing it's chris kelly's thing it's ultimately survivors aaron jackson's thing Uh, no that's that is that's that's true that's right it's i think that what was poking at insecurity Okay, and now I'm getting vulnerable. Now I'm being Karen after she's had a couple. Yeah, um, is saying that, you have like um, a, your clitoris beautiful is a certain clitoris. color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I is, um, um, <laughs> you you two I think are both very enthusiastic about the culture that you love, and that's what we 
the universal we love about you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that Survivor is something that has always felt niche to me in this New York gay world. I see. Right. I right. see. It, right. it suddenly felt like, and, and Parvati was someone who was really special to me and important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Developmentally. And yeah, even more. Yeah. She is the reason that I um, came out. <laughs> and um <laughs> i think that so i just think i was like you know how we all feel but you, you could draw the same comparison of i'm someone who got very into drag race very late yes. in the game so it's the sa- same comparisons could be drawn um, could they I, i'm here to say they they can i absolutely feel because in some way i was like wait after y-, and and i feel this way about matt a lot of times where i'm like i've told you about this thing for years yes and now you're on board and now you're now you're fully like totally kind of blossoming in this space that is untethered from like my like pushing this on you for years and years and years like totally i do i acknowledge about drag race is that um it is insane that i like truly for decades decades i'm aging myself with how long i haven't watched drag race and um and i don't know what clicked i just you know what happened is i made it through because i remember watching the season seven premiere at bowen's apartment Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day and yeah. not connecting and not getting it. Yeah. And then um, one time at Lulu Krause's... Oh, Matt, we love Matt, Lulu. I, um, me and Matt and Henry watched a different season premiere, an old one that I don't remember which one, and I couldn't connect. And then I tried to watch season four by myself one time, and it was like the zombie thing, and I was like... It's just so long and I couldn't. It, was, it was not the right time and place. It was, ever, the, the chips right have fallen in the right way now where you can enjoy it now in 2020, decades after everyone else. And I was watching with Ange. He was, he was able to contextualize. I could ask things like, what were people saying at the time? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need that kind of what were someone to tell you what people were saying at the time because you yes. obviously are watching. You wanna, it's like, how did people feel about Sharon? I need to have that conversation. I need someone to represent yeah, the other. Yeah, and so I guess, I, I, guess so, I guess so for me, what I'm saying, which is the reason why I brought this up, up is that I in sim- literally almost exact same as you're saying was sort of looking to engage with you my close totally. friend about it and I felt that you you know would sort of one word answer or even worse lol me sometimes when I <gasps> yeah. when I wanted to say like wow Ken from Millennials Gen X is so hot or whatever yes and so well, like you know that's I guess that's all I'm saying is I was hurt by it okay. and um <laughs> did that and the ball is in your court Okay, so I'm going to take the ball, dribble it a couple of times, and start driving towards the hoop by saying that... Um, I, I really I saw it as a tennis that. ball. I really saw it as a tennis ball. I just want to say. Oh, I think that... Because the ball is the, in I your think, court. I think, I think the tennis. expression is basketball. No. Yeah, I've always thought basketball. I'll have to that. ask... I'll check in with the panel. Oh, no. <laughs> they say... They're upset. They they're, they they can't agree. One of them says basketball. One of them says tennis. Who, and who's, saying, who's saying what? Megan is sort of very loudly saying it's basketball and Abby is sort of very quietly saying she thinks it's tennis. And um, um, unfortunately... So I guess that's three votes for basketball. That's still three votes for basketball, two votes for tennis. Okay, so it's basketball. All right, so, now, is, so yeah. anyway, what are you going to do with the ball? No, I acknowledge that. I understand why you felt that. I think there was discomfort, but I do think, and, I'll say, and I'm not saying this is your fault, but this is where it's coming from. It was very much like a very public... Sort I of, get, I get this, I, I, and I think because t- 
to me, it's different in this way. Like Drag Race is something that in our in our little circle is very celebrated, and everyone and everyone watches them. So it's but like not for Survivor. me to like for me to like Drag Race doesn't feel like I'm claiming it. And then because Survivor was something that's been so per- I could only talk to a couple people about for all these years. I'm sorry if I start crying. Um, but it was you thought like and- who does this bitch think he is? That all of a sudden now it's public, like so publicly and so enthusiastically like a thing was, for me. Was, like for something of that poked at something in me. Okay. And that happens. We're all human beings. Pat, I want to, first of all, Matt, I want to say that I share, I share in this, I share in this sort of um, confoundedness around Pat's sort of uh, I, see, I, can't say, I, I can't say I understand still to this to this moment, well, but that's God, okay. Well, hold sorry. on, hold I, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I want to say, Pat, thank you so much for so cogently like putting that into words. And like I'm, but I I gotta say, I I understand this completely from Pat's point of view. And of course, jealousy too. You have to understand this is the time when I, you know, whatever you guys had this huge platform. You're, t- you're getting to talk to heroes of mine. Of course, there's. Do you want to? Ta- Can I tell you something? I would. There was a part of me that was like, we should bring Pat into the Parvati episode, th- and that would have been such a moment. But then, w- when all my texts were sort of going unresponded mm-hmm. to, and that's a lesson. Oh my and god! And that's a lesson. <laughs> yeah. No, yes, that was image. I understand that was immature, but I'm messy and I'm imperfect, and I'm. What housewife so does this make stupid. you? What housewife does this make you? Oh gosh, it makes me a little bit. I think I could see Bethany doing this. This is a little <laughs> bit. Um, Bethany Sonia season eight cheater brand tipsy girl vodka. Tipsy girl tequila. Oh yeah, I got you. I got this you. This is a little mm-hmm. bit of that. This yeah. is me screaming at. This is me screaming at you, sending you down to my elevator. You sobbing. Because um, I because I called my thing tipsy girl. Because you called your thing tipsy girl. But I yes. I'm not, I am not expressing um, that I think I was correct. I'm just saying that that was probably where it was coming from. That's kind of an iconic way to say sorry. I am not expressing that I think I was correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But see, as as a fellow as a fellow Scorpio who could be a Meredith, like right. I really I get this. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that's when it's so helpful to have another Scorpio who could be Meredith like around just to kind of co sense that you're a girl, you're not crazy. That's just what it is to be a Scorpio who could be a Meredith. And um And as me, a uh, a Pisces who just wants to love. You know what I yes, mean? Like it's so yes. sometimes I just you, love I too hard. About you. I will say this about Matt Rogers. I do think you're very good at coming from a place of abundance and not feeling so much jealous like it you, you never seem jealous or bitter which is i think a skill that i have not mastered you always seem interested in like um you never seem territorial territorial you always seem like you want to lift lift the tides which i i do want to i don't for me he I does, struggle with he that. Does. for me i let fear come in and i say you have some i don't have as much you mm. know what i mean but pat what you should know and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a superlative out there Mm-hmm. But what Pat should know is that, despite irrespective of that jealous instinct, I think anyone would want to hear what you have to say about anything. Oh yes. my god! Which is why I and, reached out. Which is why. Yes, I understand. And that's where this is coming from. We're like, I want to know what Pat thinks, thinks of this. I know. I don't know what it was. I I know what you guys. You are don't, saying. You, babe. You don't have to explain it any further. I think you've. I, I think you've explained it. I wish I could build a machine and go back in time, but, but I can't, can't build a machine. And as, that as is Camille Grammer once said, 
And now we said it. But I and now we've said it. And I, I, if I could build a machine, I would. But I can't build a machine. And if I could, I wouldn't want to because <laughs> life is beautiful as it happens, mm-hmm. and the book is being written every second. Preach, mm. sister. Now, before Thank we move on, that. I don't think so, honey. We say that. I need to know you as our Grey's Anatomy Lost Culture Resource correspondent. What is going on? We know that some some shit went down. Yes. Um. Wait. So I'm actually a bad correspondent. I'm bad at my full time job, which these, which I do get paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for. I'm on salary at Lost Culture Resources. I get two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to yes. to correspond on Grays. Money um, we have. And um, I um, you know, haven't really finished the premiere yet, and I go through this with Grays. Shout out to one of the funniest people I've met recently, Ariel Carlin. If she's listening, I'm not sure if she'll listen. Shout out she, to Ariel. She's very do funny. Do you guys know Ariel Carlin? Yes, she's we so do. funny. Mm-hmm. And she um Fabulous. told me she's also current on Grey's, and she is the one who told me this, but on Grey's Twitter, there was um talk of and spoiler alert, if you don't want even loose spoilers, shut your ears now. And Bowen, that's how you do it. And um oh. so, <laughs> so, so there's a list of characters that do have IBD, IMDb credits this season that are mind-blowing. These characters include Izzy Stevens, oh. George O'Malley, Adele. And by the way, when Ariel sent me this list, I thought I, I was thinking of Adele the singer. And I was like, wow, No, but amazing. it's Loretta Devine. It's Loretta Devine. But oh. I was like, wow. And, and I was like, wow, an amazing stunt casting. Um, <laughs> and Adele. Adele would be a great patient on Grace. Adele, I could see Grace. I fell on my head hurts. I could see Adele coming in as like herself, essentially, like as a big singer in the world, and like yeah. Meredith has to perform like throat surgery on her. You know what I mean? Can't 100%. you see that? I feel yeah, like I done can that. see that. They've done that for sure. They, yeah, they've definitely. They've done, like, she would say, "I need my throated." I think that they did an episode where I think it was Derek. It might have been his <laughs> sister was to, had to do a brain surgery on someone who loved to play guitar, and the person didn't want him to clip out the piece of his brain that played guitar. So Derek had him be awake and playing guitar the whole time he was operating on his brain. They're so he, iconic and ridiculous. <laughs> so he would know not what, what not to cut out. Um, it's but, no, it is a stock narrative um, where it's like a performer comes in that the surgeon might like Burke operated on a on a. On like a horn, on a sax player, or a trumpet player yes. that he loved, he had operated on, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trope within Grays of this, like a, a very interesting way of raising the stakes. I yes. would say of surgery, Definitely. which already some would say have high stakes. And oh, I think very high stakes. I think Grays needs to stop with the exceptionalism because guess what? If someone isn't a world class <laughs> saxophone player, their hands still matter. Absolutely, all <laughs> hands matter. matter. All hands say matter. That. Stop. Say, say that. that. Say that. Wait. Okay. So. Okay, so we've Izzy, George, Adele, Callie, Arizona. Um, I've heard Christina. Christina. Christina was the other huge one. Wow. So basically, what this fear is, right, that they're going to try to do Zoom hangouts or something, that they're going to, it's going to be Zoom from Christina. I'm That's hoping- certainly my fear. The other fear they, is they, that- they did that with Christina though, where she was like in she was she was already in another hospital and, and and her and Meredith were FaceTiming all the time. Yes, they've done that. And they also did a thing where Christina was in a cold city with um the actor who played Mr. Fanny on Boy Meets World, and she um only could talk to Meredith on the phone for a few episodes. Yes, mm. that's right, that's right. That was before she finally left. So it's interesting. I mean, I think that what the question is are they saying these are the end times? Like, is um, Grace ending? Oh, and Catherine. Oh, yeah, Kat, we already talked about Catherine. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, because I've always would felt be like Grace, huge. Well, I've always felt like Grace is 
sexist because if we're going to bring back Derek, who is bad at who is bad on set, if we're going to bring back Isaiah, who is bad on set and said fag, like could we have to then bring back Izzy, unfortunately, who yeah. ultimately had an annoying mom and never said fag. I never said fag to so, anyone. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think I would love to see Katherine Heigl as Izzy back playing her iconic character. I mean, that is how we all fell in love with her. And many of us are still in love with Katherine Heigl and we would like, we wish the best for her. I just would love, yes, we wish that we ultimately, whatever she was going through during that time in her life, um, we wish the best for her. Some of us have like bitchy years. You know what I mean? Like, Wait. I think my bitchy years were like my like early twenties. I think were my like bitchy years. Right, and my bitchy years were definitely my mid to late. Wouldn't you agree? Well, you weren't being a bitch, really. I just thought you and I. You know what? You probably no, were well, being I, a bitch to people. You weren't being a bitch yes. to me. I wasn't being a bitch to you, but I definitely was being a bitch to people. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said... Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, we are transitioning into I Don't Think So, Honey. This is the segment, which is a 60-second segment, where we take something and, you know, rail against it in pop culture, and we sort of go hashtag off, as they say. And it makes up a segment called I Don't Think So, Honey. So I am ready with my I Don't Thinks. Okay, so this is Matt Rogers, and he has his I Don't Think So, Honey, and his time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, Candace Owens, and all the... fucking fools saying that Harry Styles is not representing masculinity when he wears a goddamn gown. And which, let me just say, by the way, he looks stunning. And let me just (laughs) list a few people who have done androgyny in the past. Do your fucking homework. How about Miss Prince? How about Miss David Bowie, bitch? How about Adam Lambert? How about all these people, regardless of their sexual orientations, who have dressed gender band? This is a part of not only pop culture and pop music, but rock music. It says fuck you to anything. So I don't think so, honey, Candace Owens, and I don't think so, honey, Ben Shapiro, as if we should care what either of you have to say. By the way, I don't seconds. think so, honey, Ben Shapiro, who like bragged last year about not being able to give his, get his wife wet, and now you're going to be the authority <laughs> on what's fucking masculine? Get the fuck out of here. And also, I don't think so, honey, Candy Cohen, stop complaining, conflating socialism, in quotes, with the downfall of masculinity. Shut up. You are so stupid. And that's one minute. Her name oh. is now, henceforth, Candy Cohen. No longer Candace <laughs> Owens. Candy Cohen. Did I call her Candy Cohen? Candy Cohen! Let me I tell you her- something, Candy Cohen. I remember because I heard Candy and I randomly thought you were changing yours and doing Candy Burris like all of a sudden. No, but I have done. I literally have done. I don't think so, honey. Candy Burris in the past. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because oh, I didn't think I didn't I think she sh- I didn't think she should have had another kid when her daughters were like, oh. please don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. but it's also none of my fucking business. Um, but yeah, I couldn't stand all this stuff. The controversy about like Harry Styles looking stunning, like wearing whatever the fuck he wants. And you know who doesn't give a fuck about this? Harry Styles. So no one's no one's going to bother him. He does. He's so un- unaffected by this. But that's the thing, too. It's like, wait, this is not a new conversation. And it's just like, I don't know, like maybe maybe just to connect the theme to Potomac, it's just sort of ripping the sutures of old wounds, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, I think this is the a prophecy being fulfilled. I think this is the third of a trilogy of the dress scandals. I think we had Monica Lewinsky. I think we had the what color is it dress. The dress. And I think now we have our third dress scandal. And I think... <laughs> I think there's a narrative thread there, and I think this randomly is a satisfying ending of it. I of, I agree. It feels like there's finally. Um, it feels like there was so much moral ambiguity in the what color is addressed, right? That was the theme. It was like who's right, who's wrong, moral relativism, and now a nation divided. Like, and Nation of and then in Monica, it felt like it, there wasn't moral relative. It, it felt like it was very moral, but like on the wrong side. Like we all exactly. burned this woman down at the stake, and then everyone was wrong, and she was the, on the right side of that dress scandal. And now this dress scandal, we're finally all coming together and saying, no, Candace Burris. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> no. So she's, no, Candace she's, Burris. She, I literally <laughs> forgot. 
It's, it's actually great Candy that we forgot Cohen. her name. So I thought Candy she Cohen. was she was she started as Candace Candace Owens. She became Candy Cohen, and then now she's Candace Burris. Um, so I I sort of love like taking her own name away from her because she's a damn fool. That's a new trilogy that's very satisfying in its conclusion. Hugely yeah. satisfying. I've known for years there would be another just thing. By the way, <laughs> I I I knew you knew very Nostradamus like very Nostradamus vibes in that way. And honestly, that way. that's why Pat is able to say something. And I'm Bethany. Period. And just I get away Bethany, with period. it. And I, I we, like we have to trust. Um, okay, so <laughs> Bo and Yang, it's time for your. I don't think so, honey. Do you have it? I do. I do. All right. Well, it, that being the case, Bo and Yang's. I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Diptyque employees the world over. I've gone to several diptyque stores all across the world. New York, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, <laughs> Charles de Gaulle Airport, honey. And every employee I've met there has been sort of judgmental in some way, in some form. And I don't think that's a valuable part of the culture. That is not part of that should not be part of the value proposition. I do not find value in buying a candle from someone who was rude to me at the store. 30 seconds. Okay. I want to buy my, you know, jasmine, my feu de bois, my bay, even iconically. And I want to buy it and have it be a pleasant retail experience. I am risking my life to set seconds. foot in your store in these times. And for you to still uphold that culture is toxic. And yes, poisonous. I know I'm, I, I look, I am a synonym Five queen. I, but. I, I think I think it's worth emphasizing that point that you are all poisonous, poisonous people. And that's one minute. All employees of Diptyque have now been called poisonous. What is? I think I'm going to speak for a lot of people out there. Yes. What, if, when what I, is Diptyque? When I ask, what is Diptyque? Oh, I'm, I'm so relieved to know I'm not the only one who doesn't know. What is? They're it? um they're a parfumerie. They they make candles. They make lovely candles, iconic candles even. Um, and I've I've really been on a candles kick. So, I love candles. You know, I tried to. I you know, Le Labo, which is a different. Yes, yeah, we Le Labo. We, we, are, uh, we so know that. I, on recommendation of my therapist, I went into Le Labo to purchase a um, birthday birthday gift oh. for my uh, sexual partner last year, or my same sex sexual partner, no less. And I walked <laughs> in, and it was also for me, it's just so judgmental. I walk in, I go. These are some of the scents that he likes. Can you help me pick a gift? And he was like, um, I actually would never, ever recommend doing that because you never know how it's going to combine with his body chemistry. And it could be really wrong. You could be really wrong if you try to guess. And so I was like, okay, well, I just want to give him something. It's like I've been dating for like six months. I just want to give him a gift. And he's like, I just can't in good conscience um, help He couldn't make a recommendation at the own so, store he wow. worked at? So he literally was like, I had to get like a sampler platter of like a bunch of little different ones. And then I gave it. My boyfriend's like, now has like eight drops of like 30 different sets. <laughs> did you, like, get, no one did you get that Lilavo employee's name? No, I didn't, but I you wish I did. Have. You should have, because one of Bowen's favorite things is to name employees that have wronged him by name on the at pod. No, I don't do that. <laughs> you've you've done it several times, Bowen. <gasps> Once, my last episode that I was here. Yes, you did it about a ski person. Yep. A ski employee. Todd. Todd, but I, but and I, that's, but I, and that I don't think think so, honey. It was the first time I ever said seek treatment because I said seek treatment to that Todd. episode. That episode was called seek treatment. Yeah, um, interesting. I interesting where you got to start. <laughs> I, <laughs> where I, start? <laughs> I no, I I don't want this narrative to hold where I am using the podcast as a way to air out my my. Oh, then you should behave grievances. the way you behave. 
No, I'm 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 not misbehaving when I go buy these things. I ain't misbehaving. Who? Uh, also that i that's that's horrid body chemistry is a lie it's a lie it's an it's a lie that is being made up by perfumeries like it'll it'll smell the same on anybody i recommended matt right. a, set, a fragrance that i love and then he loved it too that's it's i like it too that. and i, I like think it if too someone comes into your shop and say, says can you please just help me pick one out it's like <laughs> Just help them pick one out. You know what I mean? Like, just... To me, he... Shields down. Shields down. Shields down. Whoever whoever this guy was, I think he had something in it for you. And I even did the thing where I was like, it's for my boyfriend, because I could tell he was gay, and I thought that would kind of establish some sort of, like, camaraderie. No, you started a turf war, is what you started. Yeah, I started a huge turf war, and it kind of felt (laughs) almost like I was the kind of gay he wanted in his store, because I had a backpack on. Oh, my God. You need to tell him, you know what? Define normal. (laughs) I want to see Divine Normal. Is it a slang? Is it a messenger bag? Is it a tote? Because guess what? I use a backpack around this town. Exactly. And that doesn't make me any worse than you, Mr. Leilabo, as I'll call you. Well, he's already sort of popping off. So we're going to transition from this directly into Pat Regan's I Don't Think So, Honey. Now, you... You're sort of um, a... You're sort of a renowned I Don't Think So, Honey, or you did win Culture War. But I do always say that my um, I've retired officially, and this no longer <laughs> does it affect my legacy. These are all exhibitions now. So really, <laughs> in, in the masterclass that is you in the entertainment industry, this is not a part of that. This is really just this for fun. Ma- this won't be included, yes. in that, and this won't be reflected in my rate by, that I've received from masterclass. You are, you are the Nicki Minaj of I Don't Think So, Honey. You've technically retired, but yes, exactly. you will, your output will still be con- somewhat consistent. Okay, Even, even, more, even more so. Okay. <laughs> All this being said, it's time for Pat Regan's I Don't Think So Honey. And his time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, Apple the company. It's a classic <laughs> for a reason. They suck. They literally want their customers to die a gruesome, bloody death. That's how much they abhor their customers. They, they, they get away <laughs> with this, like, they get away with a certain, like, thing of not being quite as bad as Amazon, but it's like, you suck so much, and you better get down your ass and thank God Jeffrey Bezos existed because it distracts everyone from coming for you, Apple. Because I'll tell you what happened is on election night 2020, uh, I was moving a dresser with my same sex sexual partner. I accidentally <laughs> sat down for one single second on my 15 uh, inch MacBook Pro computer, and yeah, the LCD screen broke. And it was the one year anniversary of when I got that computer. So, yes, it was the day my warranty ran out. And oh, what I will say is times. every single person in Apple I've talked to has been helpful except for the men and women who work in those stores where i celebrate those geniuses i love but what i will say is uh, i sent my i sent my i sent them my computer a week ago and i still haven't checked it in they still haven't they have my computer they haven't checked it in and that's i don't think so honey apple the company (laughs) and you jobs you can take your turtlenecks and shove them up your ass (laughs) rest in power my jobs rest in in power rest in power to steve jobs and who who else did i uh uh, wozniak that one this episode i told someone to rest in power earlier on i don't know oh uh, what's the (laughs) no 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 no, west craven west craven Craven, (laughs) we have to we have to really uh, we have to sort of like do an episode soon which is who's dead who's not because we've said so many people that were that are dead that are not dead yeah <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. but yeah. well, first of all, can we say number one, Apple, Apple the company found dead. Number two, that <laughs> sucks for all your subscribers on your masterclass. That wasn't part of it because I think it would have been a worthy thing. Number three, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Have you, well, not really for Bowen since he has a 12, but Patrick, has your phone started to sort of like act weird? 
By the way, first of all, Bowen, if you have a 12 year centrist, thank you. Now, <laughs> Phone um, is that, yeah, DNC. My phone DNC. has started acting weird. Yeah, it's got slower. This is, what, right? this is what this is what happens every year with the new with the new OS. Well, it's happening again this year. Is no different. We can confirm. What do you have? I have 10R. I have 10R. For the longest time, I had SE between a five and a six. It was a well, huge part of my brand. <laughs> and then I finally last summer made the choice. I'm really happy you're out of that stage of your life. Um, but it was. I'm heartened to hear that it's not just me that's sort of whenever I'm texting, it's like the letters don't show up and like, oh, no, that's been happening for me, too. Yeah, it's just like Apple needs to like just you have enough money, like just let us have our products. And like they try to capture you for lifelong, like it's impossible. Well, they have. They have. It's a monopoly. It's not okay. There needs to be fair. There needs to be fair competition in this space. Mm. And that's why I'm launching an electronics and, and, and computer brand. And, um, called Fair Fight. Called Fair Fight. <laughs> and it's going to be completely run by stupid gays who don't know computers. <laughs> and we together will build a new world. That is collectivist at its finest. Collectivism oh is at its finest. Collectivism. Thank you. Collectivista. collectivista. La, la collectivista. It's just like the way Apple is treating me with this computer is like... Slit. So bad. Just, it really it's just bad. hasn't... It just really hasn't felt good. And I'm paying them a lot of money. So disappointed. So disappointed. Yeah, so so disappointed in them. You know, it's just knowing that there's no recourse. Like they're just, they're just unchecked power. I the, know. Apple is unchecked power. And you Absolutely. said it, sister. Say that. Say that. Say that. I finally had to say it. I never wanted to say that. I had to finally say it. And now we said, it. Patrick. Final words. Closing thoughts for all the readers. Now that you're back, because we can oh say you God. are you are fucking back. The bitch is back. I think you're back in a big way. The bitch is back in a big in way. In a major way. Yeah, I think what I would say to my listeners, first and foremost, <laughs> is I'm back on Cameo. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that holiday season. And um, yeah. It's that it's holiday not, season. It's, it's I, don't wanna, holiday I, season. I know that you've already seen me in my upcoming projects, but continue to look for me in them. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much more about what's coming, but you guys hold tight. And um, I will hold tight. Like, yeah, my final words are hold tight. <laughs> oh, Pat, we've all missed you so much. I'm so glad. Yeah, this is our fourth episode together. And I know that you guys sometimes don't count the last episode on like episode total, <laughs> but I do count it. And, um, I do count it. I've actually turned a corner and I count it. I, I count yeah. it. Oh my god! Thank this god. is episode See, five. and that's and that shows that Bo and Wait, can, no, Bo can grow. It's actually rule of culture number one hundred and six. Bo, Bo can, can grow. grow. No, this is five, including the last episode. No, because last episode. Um, can we talk about Nicolette? Nicolette. <laughs> and then there was Seek one treatment. more. Seek treatment, which which Netflix has taken off the air, and. <laughs> With that Netflix has removed that episode, and <laughs> and um, and well, and this then, like, and then seat culture and like the, the, culture. The, the many seat cultures and the many times you've co-hosted with us, you might be That's the most, you might be all, the the preeminent Las Culturistas guest, and I have an announcement. Oh my god! The panel is telling me that Pat Regan has yet again won <gasps> the Las Culturistas Icon Award. <laughs> Oh my god! I would, as per accepting it, I would like to say first and foremost that awards are so silly, and uh, this thing that you're going right now is beautiful. But I don't care about it. But it also means so much, and it means more than any other one because I'm the oldest. I still get it. <laughs> and, and, and that's true. And Bo, I think you can agree 
that it is it is now custom for you know how we always end the episode with a song. Yes, but it is now custom. It is to, now to custom that, that the 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 culture award winner ends the episode with a song. No. Chooses the song. You you, oh, you choose, choose the song. or you oh. can initiate the song. You can sing okay. with uh, with us. Is it a song of pop culture? Or it can is be like an original track. Whatever you want. It can be whatever. Oh oh my gosh! Okay, staring at the blank page, page before you, you open, open up, up the dirty window, the ballad illuminates the words that you cannot you find. Reaching for something in that distance, so close to Want to hear the rest of that song? You can listen to Natasha Bedingfield's CD. Bye. <laughs> Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.